trace of pleasure or regret Maybe my treasure or the price I have to pay She may be the song the summer sings Maybe While I was watching this film, I was also playing Theme Hospital See what I mean? Told you Hello, welcome to Two Girls, One Film. I'm Rose. I'm Amelia. And we're doing Notting Hill. Yeah, here we are. It's amazing how I, you... I actually thought that was um, Wet Wet Wet. Do you remember Wet Wet Wet? Yeah, they're from the 90s. This is from yeah. like... No, oh, I know. it's from the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's why I thought it 1999. was... 1999! Yeah, I thought it was Wet, Wet, Wet. Yeah, but Wet, Wet, Wet was more like kind of 94, wasn't it? Yeah, but Ronan my Keaton nan, was, my you nan, know. That's her, my nan's favourite band, Wet, Wet, Wet. Even to this day, really? when I saw her, I, still, I said to her, do you still love they Wet, Wet, Wet? They had one song. She fucking loves them. And then when you sent me the video of Ronan Keaton, I was like, it's Ronan Keaton! Yeah. I really thought it was Wet, Wet, Wet. It wasn't wet. even a video, it was snapshots. Oof. I actually love this film. I don't care. I do. Every time I watch it, I have a great time. Every Are you time. Are serious? Yeah. Like, I hate Julia Roberts. Yeah. I really want her to get maimed. I really didn't understand, and I've never understood... What he saw in her? Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of have, like, a basic understanding of he... So, right, okay, well, should we just talk about the story just in case nobody's ever watched it before yeah you've lived under so, a rock yeah god damn it not in hill i've seen this film like six times i reckon in my lifetime yeah well it's always on itv it's isn't just it? good notting hill is basically about a guy who's played by who grant with floppy hair he owns a travel bookshop in notting hill and he also lives there in a blue door lives in a house behind a blue door even <laughs> it's not a surrealist yeah. film he doesn't live in a blue door he lives in a blue door with, he, su- lives, he lives within trippy. a blue door <laughs> yeah, so it gets real trippy from here on yeah so he, and yeah. he's got a roommate who's like hapless Reese Evans yeah he, I reckon he's the best thing about this whole film he kind of you know towards the end where he cleans himself up a bit but I find him in every sense just revolting Every time he's on screen, he revolts me. <laughs> when like, he's out in his underpants. Oh, and half it's stuck off his tongue. <laughs> yeah. And he moves his penis. Yeah. And then goes, girls love a big package. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> God, no. I've never seen like a fat Finn man before. How does that? He's so thin, but yet covered in like weird fat. <laughs> oh, he's gross. He's gross. I just loved his dress sense. Mm. I loved how like he went into Hugh Grant's wardrobe and immediately pulled out like Hugh's wet wet, wet out, suit. Wet suit. Yeah. And it was like this is a bit spacey, isn't it? Yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. No, he's he's rolling it is good and very memorable, but he just he just repulses me. I'm just going to the kitchen to get some food. Then I'm going to tell you a story that will make your balls shrink to the size of raisins. There's something wrong with this yogurt. It's not yogurt. It's mayonnaise. Oh right, there we are then. Towards the end, <laughs> when he's with his sister. Yeah. I love him and yeah. did it. And I think, yeah, I'd go out with him. But before that, he just is the grossest thing in the whole world. 
Yeah, I do get that. But they lived, sorry, because they lived together yeah. on a blue door. Yeah, because on a blue door, because Hugh split over his ex-wife. Yep, his and wife. And he got a She flat. left him for um, someone, didn't she? Oh, yeah. And But he's a kind of all right of it. And then one day he miraculously bumps into Julia Roberts, who's a no, really ju- famous movie star. Yeah. She comes into his shop. Yeah. He interacts with her. She's playing Julia Roberts. Yeah, and supposedly in this film, didn't Hugh Grant say Julia Roberts really just didn't in any form interact with him and was a bit? I could see that yeah. because in the film they both seemed a bit awkward. She just seemed, I don't, especially in the beginning. Th- well, when you think of her character, the character they build in relation to her, other than the fact she's a little bit self-effacing, isn't she? Like when she says. When she's at the dinner party and she says, I've had two painful operations to get to look like this. I've been on a diet for 10 years. And one day when my looks fade, I'll be that person that used to be famous once. So she has that. But then other than that, which humanises her a bit, she just just comes across as very unpleasant. And every time I get my heart broken, the newspapers splash it about as though it's entertainment. (laughs) And... It's taken two rather painful uh, operations to get me looking like this. Really? Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. And one day, not long from now, my looks will go. They will discover I can't act. And I will become some sad middle-aged woman who looks a bit like someone who was famous for a while. Yeah, there's only like those. So there's that bit in the dinner party where they're passing around a brownie and they're saying who gets the last brownie, and you've got to basically say um, how, shit your, life how is. shit your life is. Great dinner party, and she she says the most human thing that she says in the whole film, yeah. basically, because of the whole film, she's just like Hugh's asking her loads of questions, like I don't know, just basic. She, like, do you want anything to drink? She goes, no. Do you want orange juice? No. Do you want tea? No. Would you like something to eat? Uh, something to nibble? Um, apricots soaked in honey. Quite why no one knows because it stops them tasting of apricots and makes them taste like honey. And if you wanted honey, you just buy honey instead of apricots. Um, but nevertheless, there we go. There, they're yours if you want them. Do you always say no to everything? No. Is that what you say? No. Yeah. No. Is that just like a fucking robot? Like, she's exactly like a robot. And then there's like one off things when that happens where she says, like, she's a, she starts being a human. She says all these things that are wrong with show business that she's found herself into. Yeah. And how shit her life is because of it. And you go, oh, that was actually quite a nice bit there. And then when they go to the restaurant and she hears, they both hear, like, these horrible, like, men talking about her, like, sexually, as if she's, you know, she's not a real person. She's this fantasy. And they go, oh, you know, I love a bit of that. And then she confronts them and uh, basically says they have a tiny penis. Oh, my God. I just wanted to apologize for my friend. He's very sensitive. 
No, 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 leave it. It's, you know, I'm sure you didn't mean any harm. I'm sure it was just friendly banter. I'm sure you guys have dicks the size of peanuts. Enjoy your dinner. The tuna's really good. Yeah, I think she was really funny and human. Yeah. Those two little bits. And then it goes back to her being a normal dick-like self. Yeah. Well, she's basically starts seeing Hugh Grant and... And then it transpires, or they're like kind of going out and spending a lot of time with each other and clearly have feelings. And then he goes back to her hotel room for the first time. And she's got a boyfriend who's a movie star. Yeah. And turns up. And it's like he tells his mates this, and it, all the mates are like, You didn't know that. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't, why, why wouldn't, wouldn't you mention it? Yeah, why wouldn't his mates be like, well, Hasn't she got a boyfriend? Yeah, or just be like in conversation and just go, Yeah, do you find it weird? Does Alec go and see her much? You would bring that up in normal you conversation. You would, yeah. And then the fact when he goes after everything happens and he goes to see her on the set in, in Hampstead Heath and overhears her say, Yeah, it's just kind of awkward. And you think, why Yeah, do I you don't like her. Yeah, so he, she's got a boyfriend. And then when she turns up when she needs you, and then so basically she is a boyfriend, and then who's Alex see, Baldwin? Yeah. And he he comes to the so Hugh Grant goes to the hotel room to see her, and then she's like taken back because her boyfriend's just showed up at the hotel room. Yeah. And now Hugh Grant has to pretend he's a bus boy. Yeah, he's a member of staff, and Alec Baldwin has this line that he says. Where um, he asks um, oh, Anna, like, saying. oh, what, what are you going to order? And she goes, oh, I don't know yet. And he goes, well, don't order too much because then people will say, who's that great actor walking around with that girl big with fat, a fat ass? Big fat girlfriend. Just and then I was on. like, wait a minute. Like, this movie is written by that guy that does Love Actually. Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. He does Love Actually and Bridget Jones' Diary. And in both of those films, there's always that thing about girls with fat asses. And I'm like, what is going on with Richard Curtis? Like, what is going on there? I, I think, really want to know. But I, don't you think the female characters in which he, he writes, other than, I would say, in in this film, where he where the woman who's in the, a friend of his is in a wheelchair is a woman. Yeah. She feels like a real woman to some degree, but I think the only way he can identify with women is always to do with their body hatred. Yeah. That's when he thinks of women, he thinks all women hate, hate their, their bodies. Own bodies. Yeah. And that's the way he identifies, I think, with women. Because he does, doesn't write good female characters. But it's not even the women themselves saying that they've got a fat ass. Like, it's... The majority in his films is being portrayed through... A man's eye, like no, because also men in... before this, Julia Roberts says, "I've been on a ten-year diet." She's permanently hungry. She says, "Yeah," because she knows she has to stay this way. Bridget Jones goes on diets and has those pants that sucks her ass in. Do you know what I mean all of this kind of stuff? Yeah, he... but there's so many scenes in Bridget Jones' diary where it's all around her ass, like yeah, it's, the bit also, where she goes but down it's in laughing. The pool. Yeah, it's laughing at her as well. It's kind of like. I don't know, he just can't really write female leads. She just comes mm. across very much as like a frosty bitch. Yeah. I don't get what the fuck he sees in her. No. Like, I really don't. I think, well, it seems to me like he sees her as, like, um, obviously a movie star. 
Yeah. And he puts her on a high pedestal. He's like, oh my God, she's a movie star. Like, he keeps repeating it. I can't believe you're with me. I can't believe you want to see me. Like, I I have to wake up now. I'm with Anna. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she seems to respond well to that because she's being treated like absolute... Sh- well, apparently absolute shit mm-hmm. by a boyfriend who doesn't f- seem to think much of her. No. Like, just he sees, sees her as a commodity. As a, well, as a normal person, but then there's, like, you, like, treating her like she's some kind of holy grail. Mm. Like, how lucky am I? Yeah. And even when things are so shit, like, if you were with a normal person, you go to their flat, and then you see their boyfriend is there that they haven't told you about, and also they're pretending they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, would you immediately be like, yeah, let's meet up later? Like, no, no you'd be like fucking pissed off. Yeah, you yeah would. what the fuck? But, but I suppose it is that thing because of who she is, it kind of eclipses it. Yeah. That's what you're saying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, you and do that's get why that. he's, he still wants to be with her because he's he just nice, thinks, though, isn't he? I like Hugh Grant in this film. Yeah, yeah. I like the bit at the end when he realises that, you know, he she comes to him and she's like, look, I want to make a go of this. And he's like, I can't, we can't do this because every time you push me away, I'm hurt so much by I can't physically get away with, from you either because you're Anna and you're on buses and taxis and mm. advertisements everywhere. I can't get away from you. You can get away from me. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. My relatively inexperienced heart would I fear not recover uh, if I was once again cast aside as I would absolutely expect to be. Uh, there are just too many pictures of you, too many films. <laughs> you know, you'd go and I'd be, uh, well buggered, basically. What do you think of his sister's character? I found it very uncomfortable in the birthday scene. Like, it was just a bit too much. Well, I think it, the thing that I thought that was good about that, basically Hugh Grant's having his, his, his sister's birthday and his their friends are cooking her a meal at his friend's house and he agrees to see Anna but then realises it's his sister's birthday and she says she's come along. And the sister is like a huge fan of hers. So imagine turning up, your brother is there with a movie star who you completely love. I love the fact be? she's not cool though. But I love the fact she's... Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he's dead. No, it's got to be a woman. Why? Because your brother's not gay. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, Unless your brother's gay in this scenario. And can resurrect the dead. Yeah. It would be Philip Seymour Hoffman. Or Meryl Streep. (gasps) Meryl Streep. But I don't think I would be, like, creepy. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I would genuinely want him to want to be my friend. So I'd look at him and think, yeah. I want you to be my friend. I want you to want to be my friend. I want you to ask my <laughs> but number. would you say that him. out loud? No, but I would try and win him round. Yeah. With Mel Sheep, I probably wouldn't want her to be my mate. I would like to knock about with her for the evening, but I wouldn't want to be like, oh, Street's ringing me again. Yeah. For fuck's sake. No, I'm not around. <laughs> Jesus. I said I'm working a lot, okay? We wouldn't be mates, but me and Philip Seymour Hoffman, <clears throat> I think we'd be mates. 
Who would you go for? Woman actress. I'd go for um, what's her name? Jesus, she must mean a lot to you. <laughs> the one that won an Oscar. Narrow it down. Uh, Lots of women. Halle Jessica. Berry. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, that one. Jessica. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Coleman. Oh, Jessica. Coleman. Jessica Olivia Coleman. Uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman, definitely, because I would be mates with her, and she would be lovely. Well, I know someone who worked on The Favourite, and I saw her and said to her, what is Olivia Coleman like? And I said, because I really like her, what is she like? And she worked with her, like, a lot, and she said she was really nice. Like, really I thought you were going to say she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I said it to my dad, I went, guess what, I bumped into Fiona and asked her about Olivia Coleman, he went, yeah, what'd she say? And I went, absolute cunt. And he was like, no, <laughs> no. And I was like, yeah, can you believe it? I got in for like 20 minutes on a dog walk oh. and then I turned around and went, no, he said she was lovely. <laughs> He's like, fucking hell. He went, that really upset me. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah no, she's really one of those, you, that would be really upsetting. Wouldn't it? If you found out she was an absolute dick. Yeah, absolutely. But she was like, she's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Yeah, Olivia Coleman would be good. Yeah. She'd be fun, I reckon. She'd be brilliant. Yeah, she would be. And she'd actually listen to you as well. Yeah, she would. She seems like she's just genuine. Yeah. Yeah, and would offer sound advice but not be too pushy with it. Yeah. You know when you're telling someone about your life? Yeah. And then they're really, like, aggressively giving you information of what you need to do and you're just like, (laughs) all right. right, Back off. Yeah, they're like, are you going to do that? And you're like... Maybe, man, maybe. I've met you like 20 minutes at a bus stop. You need to. And it's just like, back off. Like when people passively suggest stuff. Anyone who tells me anything to do, I always think, go fuck yourself. And I'm not going to do it. I just, I can't be told anything. Like, go through this or, do you know what? Maybe if I want to. Okay. Maybe I won't. I've got a problem with authority. I like the scene with the dinner party. I like the fact, fact that fuck. she's really cringy. And over the top with her, but just to the right level, I think it's really good. And when the, when she leaves and they all like scream behind the door, because you would, it would be mental. I think I don't like it the way she's acting, the actress Anna. I don't like like how uncomfortable she's making it. You know, yeah. everyone around her like are really brilliant actors, and I really I love their lines, but she just seems to be a robot. Like a really like placid robot. Yeah. I'd feel uncomfortable if I was at that dinner party, sat next to her. Tell you what's weird. The first time I watched this film, <clears throat> I was like younger, obviously. That's how time works. And <laughs> is it? Yeah. Just figured it out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, my dad's girlfriend at the time was like, Hugh Grant is so fit, and I was like, you are so <laughs> twisted. I was like, he looks like he's melted. <laughs> he does. Doesn't he? And I was just like, yeah. no, I'm older now. But so have sex with you gone. Would you? I kept on watching him and going, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, wait till you get to my age. You'll want to have sex with you gone. <laughs> it's weird. I so did not want to when I was younger. I was like, what the fuck? I remember saying to my dad, can you believe that? Where is Hugh Grant now? Like, I haven't seen him in a while. He was in the Paddock and Bear movie, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah. I really like... Whenever I've seen him interviewed, I really like him. I really... I think he's very much aware of what his career is based on. Although, I think he could actually do some good roles if he was given it. But he's very aware of the role that he plays. And he's very, like, good and easy about taking the piss out of that. 
and he's just really like funny and a bit dark. He's really sexy. Like old Hugh Grant is just like oh Hugh Grant. I would so <laughs> immediately have sex with him and I very rarely feel I'd that. I'd never pitch you I'd saying that. I'd watch him like watch that's how much I'd be into it. Oh no. I'm like you need to watch this always. <laughs> definitely don't want to do yeah, that yeah but you're going to what you're telling me if i said to you hugh grant's gonna come around i'm gonna have i would leave immediately you wouldn't watch that even you just saying hugh grant's coming over i'd be oh, like mate. see you later you've Bye. lost your life you don't know how to experience life if you i'd put ronan me, keaton on repeat you're saying you're saying if ronan keaton came around you're gonna have sex with me, i would sing watch. that just so I imagine Ronan Keaton rubbing his erect penis around your face while you sing that. He makes you do that. He has for so you many job. shit tattoos. Have you seen them? Yeah, they're awful. Mate. I guess that's what happens when you, you get into a boy band. You wouldn't watch me have sex with Hugh Grant? No, I wouldn't. Like, even just seeing Hugh Grant in the flesh, I'd think... I think I'd probably vomit. Why? I think it's just his face. Like, his melting... His hair is so floppy and all over... and. I think he would just stumble around and it would make me... You know when you're watching those videos of those robots that you kick? Oh, don't. They make me feel sad. I yeah. can't watch those. Well, he, they remind me of him. No! Yeah. They remind me of Hugh Grant. All right, so you wouldn't want a wobbly robot to have sex with me while you watched? Yeah, you would watch that. I would watch you have sex with anyone. No, because you said he reminds you of a wobbly robot. Yeah, he's not a wobbly a wobbly robot, but he reminds me of one. Yeah, but it's Hugh Grant having sex with one of your best friends. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? No. Why are you mad? He's grotesque. I'd watch you have sex with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's you. You fucking weirdo. I just think it'd be really funny. I would just be like, couldn't stop crying with laughter. I wouldn't be able to breathe if I saw you have sex with someone. I think we should talk about the film now. <laughs> just saying. It would be like one Can of the we best stop? moments of my life. It's making me feel ill. Okay. don't want to talk about Hugh Grant his floppy hair. I think he's very sexy. Really sexy. God, man. He's so... So... Ugh. Ugh. He owns a travel bookshop. Do you no, think I'm that not. was irony? I'm not saying his character... I'm saying But Hugh he is Grant. his character. No, he's not. Yeah, because in everything he's in, he's the same exact character. No, that's yeah, typecast. Yeah, two weeks notice. That's typecasting. Four weddings and a funeral. That's typecasting. Fucking same. No, it's Every because, film. He's a, because he's a box office success in those roles, so they just carry him on. Yeah, Like right. Marilyn Monroe or Elvis Presley are always the same person in all the films. Yeah, because they can't do anything else. No, because they're typecast. <laughs> He's just oh, heavily Oh, you're, you're really good protective well, I'm just him. saying, he could be, he could do something really great, Rose, if he's giving a <laughs> Well, we're waiting for it. When he next wants to do the, the remake of Schindler's roles, List, oh, let's, let's see about it. He'd be great in it. Hmm. Whenever you see him in any of these films, he is good. He's better than Julia Roberts in this film. Of course. Anybody would be better than Julia Roberts in this film. Julia Roberts now would be better than Julia Roberts then. 
Yeah, so he owns a travel shop. Travel bookshop. Yeah. Not a shop that you go in and you immediately travel somewhere. Mm, So he lives in a blue door and he has a shop where you go and you travel somewhere. So wasn't it great? It'd be a better film, really, wouldn't it? Wasn't it it great that thingy from Black Box was there? Yeah. Stealing books. So I saw you put that book down your trousers. What book? The one down your trousers. No, I don't have a book down my trousers. Right. I tell you what, um, I'll call the police and, um, what can I say if I'm wrong about the whole book down the trousers scenario? I I really apologise. Okay. What if I did have a book down my trousers? Well, uh, ideally, when I went back to the desk, you'd remove the Cadogan Guide to Bali from your trousers and, uh, either wipe it and put it back or, or buy it. Don't you think... Like, what came first, Black Box or this film? This film. So, do you reckon... Are you going to say it's a coincidence he's in a bookshop in two things that he's done? You are, aren't you? Don't do you, you think reckon... from him standing there five years ago, he then went, I'm going to write a sitcom about books? No, it's his character was chosen... He, that actor was chosen to be in Black Box because of his seen in Notting Hill. Did he? I think so. I thought thingy that wrote Father Ted wrote Black Books. With him. Oh, really? I think so. Well, do you reckon it's because of his appearance in Notting Hill? Because he plays the exact same character. No, he doesn't. And they probably said in Black Books. Not in Black Books. I reckon they said in Black... Yeah, he is in Notting Hill. Mm -mm. He's trying to steal a book. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, obviously drunk. He would have probably just thrown it into the air and just stormed off. I reckon he started his bookshop by stealing books from Notting Hill. Yeah, I think you're right. Or, or he was running out of books from his travel section and was like, maybe I need to fill it up. We've only got one book in the travel section. And then we'll just nip over to Notting Hill and go to that bookshop and every now and again just steal books, put them down his pants and start filling the travel mm. section. Because nobody really thinks about the travel section in a whole entire bookshop. That's the last thing you think about. How Hugh Grant thought about, you know, oh, I'll open my own travel bookshop. That'll be useful. Yeah, that is weird. It's a but, weird yeah. idea. Like, he I've never, never seen a travel bookshop. No, I haven't. I don't even step foot in the travel section of Waterstones. This is filmed right around the corner from where my dad used to work. Yeah. Like, literally, round the corner. The blue door was round the corner from my dad's record shop. I used to walk past it all the time. You'd see people standing there and take pictures. Yeah, they still do. If you had to have sex with someone from this film, who would you have sex with? And don't say they're disabled, girl. Why do you always ask this question? Because I always want to know the answer. They're all as bad as each other. Oh, come I can't on. pick. What about that mate of Hugh Grant's that's nice and kind of never really had a relationship that's like a teddy bear? Which one's that? Is that the, the stock broker? Yeah. No. It's, it's really annoying. They're all pretty bleak, to be honest with you. I don't know, the guy that works in the travel bookshop. He's gay. The gay one, yeah. You love gay men, <laughs> didn't you? Love it. Move on past gay men, Rose. You'd be my best mate. God's sake. Well, you do both love a cardi as well, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, did you notice that? So I calculated it, right? Within the hour, I reckon he lost about 18 quid because he went out to get coffee. Yeah. Right. This is when they were calculating, like, how... Little money they had. Yeah, how little money they had. Like, they were down, like, 400 quid in the month. Like, shit. And then he was like... Should we get some coffee? That'll make us feel better. And you're like, yeah, half a cup. All right, yeah, go for it. Came back, got expensive coffee. All right, even though they've got a kitchen in this shop, they could just pop the kettle on. No, let's go to that expensive coffee shop. Okay. So that's probably like £1.75 they spent on this coffee. And then 20 minutes after that, they're like, all right, should we get an orange juice and a croissant? It's like... Well, it's only been 20 minutes, but yeah, go on then. So now you've spent, what, £5.35? Maybe six quid, because London's quite expensive. And you've come back, and so instead of buying a whole carton of orange juice and a pack of, you know, four croissants, you've gone out to an expensive cafe. Fine, fair dues. And now some celebrity has gone into the shop and you've given away one free book to this celebrity it's like okay that book's that book's probably gonna cost you about 12 13 quid mm. so in all but yeah about 17 50 18 quid you yeah. just falls. in an hour absolute falls so no wonder well it's, it's like when someone says my wife's me and my wife split up when I moved out and you have like a really small independent bookshop that doesn't really make much money and you, and you have a member of staff and having yeah, a business... Yeah, why does he have a member of yeah. staff? Because I was... what Unless he does account... Like, he does the account books as well. I would understand. But the fact that... No, but then he has a massive fucking house in Notting Hill. And even at that time, Notting Hill was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it's kind of like... And all the facts, all of his friends live in, like, fucking Kensington and Chelsea and stuff like that. Yeah, and have, you and know, like a stockbroker yeah. and restaurant Lawyer. and have a house. Yeah, with, like, a marble fireplace. What the fuck? Yeah. They're meant to be, like, my age as well, these people. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I always find it, it seems to be very hard to paint an actual picture of London on film. Yeah, especially through this, this right, you know, Love Actually and Bridget Jones' Diary, they all seem like fake British. It's a fake, it's a fake London. It's not real in any way. It seems to be if you're poor or don't have that much money, then you're genuinely like in a council estate. And if you do have money, then you're living in Kensington. Any of the normal people that just lives in flats in semi-nice areas or like a house they don't ever seem to exist do you know what I mean they yeah. just, it just doesn't in any form like how many films do you watch and they'll go oh they're like a fashion student and they live like in a loft apartment and you're just like what the fuck like you never see it where people like live in a studio flat mm. it's just they don't depict it to be real and that's why people I don't know well I mean they do like Bridget Jones Diary she does stay in a studio flat no it's a flat it's not a studio flat and it's also like oh yeah right it's in central fucking london 
it's like right past by that really famous market food market it's like that's central london that would cost to rent fucking fuck loads of money mm. so it never does it never depicts it in, in any form of reality which is weird did you feel emotionally invested in the characters I think with floppy haired guy I did a little bit yeah because I was I was just trying to work out why did he like this girl once you removed the fact she was a movie star yeah I was just more concentrated on him really I guess it did want you to be like that though didn't it like yeah it was every time perspective yeah she would break up with him he was he would be doing a montage of him walking through the streets yeah only seasons passing by and And his narrative as well would be direct in the film yeah i just i think it's like an easy film to put on i just enjoy it makes me feel quite nice yeah i I guess you don't don't like her (laughs) i like that do you yeah but it doesn't annoy me but i just kind of think i just don't really like you but it doesn't like really annoy me because it makes me feel like no i know i wouldn't like julia roberts I don't really like Julia Roberts, other than in B, um, in Erin Brockovich. Yeah, Erin like Brockovich is brilliant. She's brilliant in that. Everything else, I just don't like her. I do like Pretty Woman. No, it's fucking retarded. It's a fucking horrible... Big mistake. Huge. It's just an awful premise. What a horrible... <laughs> yeah, like, but you don't really think about the I whole stuff. Well, not when you're younger. You don't actually I understand did. what's going on. I knew what fucking being a sex worker was i knew what <laughs> creepy older men were and i was just like he is a cretin of a man and i hate him i fucking hate richard gear fucking hate him he's never done anything i hate him he's so, i don't know why he's famous and he's so boring in everything he does so overridingly smug isn't he like in everything even interviews he's so i don't fucking... know i never what that's oh really... i hate him <laughs> okay i won't mention it ever honest again honest to god i fuck if he came into the room now i'd go i fucking hate you and get up and leave i fucking hate richard gear what if hugh grant came in after him what would you do i'd say hugh do you hate him as much as i do <laughs> then that rhyme yeah and then he'd go Kibbity hob. Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisies. What did you say? Nothing. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You said whoopsie daisies. No one says whoopsie daisies, do they? I mean, unless there is no unless, because no one has said whoopsie daisies for what fifty years, and even then, it was um, it was just little girls with blonde ringlets. Exactly. Right. So here we go again. Whoa! Whoa! It's a <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a, it's a disease. It's a clinical thing. I'm uh, taking pills and having injections. I'm told it won't last long. Yeah, what did you think about the whoops a day? I liked that bit. I liked the scene of the whoops a daisies. Yeah. She seemed a bit more real. Yeah, it's because she laughed. It seemed like she actually really she laughed. She animated in real life. her face. She actually yeah, used her she face. She dropped her. I like the fact he couldn't get over the fence. Yeah. That's the kind of shit, if I was on a date with someone and they did that, I'd think, I love you so, so much. I remember once before me and Gary were going out, we went to like central London in a college trip and we all got on the Lions in Trafalgar Square and he couldn't get on it and he kept on falling down. And I looked at him and I just thought, I love you so much. 
Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisies. Have you ever been in a secret London garden? I've never broken into one, but I have been in them. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they got a park bench. Yeah, they got benches and trees. With plaques on them. Yeah, I love reading the plaques of benches. Sometimes they make me cry. There's shitloads in Waterloo Park. And I go there every week. What would you write if I died before you? And you do, oh, because you're obsessed with plaques at the moment. Yeah, I love, I love you'll a good plaque. You'll bring everything back to plaques. <laughs> Tell me your favourite plaque. What that you've done. <laughs> I've done. But you've no, done plaques and put them up in strange places. Yeah, I've basically got obsessed, didn't you, Rose? Yeah, so how it all began was Amelia, um, when he passed away, that uh, Amelia was looking after this lovely dog called Woody. He's beautiful. And um, you found a link on Amazon that they do plaques for like only four ninety nine. You can write whatever you want on this plaque and they yeah. make it for you and send it. All for four ninety nine. Brilliant. Sponsored by Plaques, Amazon. Get yours Love now. It. And I sent her a link because I dropped my phone so I couldn't do it. So I sent her a link to it with what I wanted. And then she was like, oh my God, I can't believe how cheap these are. I just got myself one. And I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck just randomly gets himself a plaque? <laughs> it's like weird. <laughs> and then you got a bit addicted. I'm, I'm so addicted now. I've got. You just write. I've weird, got five on the go shit. right now. You're They're obsessed. all in my basket. Um, so I got. Um, so you, you put. I once saw a man who I thought was Liam Neeson here. But it turned out that it was, was just a bloke. bloke. Yeah. And then put that by Dixie Chicken. <laughs> And then I made one, uh, so where I live, um, they filmed Shaun of the Dead, like, the where he goes, get, gets a Cornetto, and where, like, Shaun and lives. And flat, yeah. And so I've put, um, this is where they filmed that zombie film, I think it was called, 28 Days Later, and That's I've put beautiful. it outside the flat. And then I've also made one... You should actually take a picture and tweet that to Simon Pegg. Do you think he'll like that? Yeah, I think he would like that, because I think that's funny. And then I've also made um, one for Amelia, where it was, she said this on a podcast, uh, where she bought um, Travis's album that has Drift the song Drift. She bought that album from Our Price, yep. um, from where we live. Uh, many years ago when our price was still going and um, took it back to get a refund because it was shit because it was shit and so I I made a plaque for that and I've popped it outside where our price was yep yep and so yeah and then that's there and I've got a couple more coming out that bonded us though our both loved the song Driftwood I don't know how we ever got onto the subject of that but we did and it's on like playlists when you make me playlists Driftwood will always be there <laughs> it will always be there always yeah. at my funeral you'll try and slide that bad definitely boy yeah what else did they do that's it Driftwood great cracking what are the other ones that are in your basket then oh, you have to wait and see so anyway yeah what plaque what would be on your plaque well you'd have to write me a plaque yeah I'd probably write about Driftwood mm-hmm. I'd, I'd use the Driftwood uh, lyrics. Do you know what I'd do in your She was like driftwood floating on the water. Going into pieces, pieces, pieces. 
And then with each piece, you do brackets of a boy that's done it to me. That would be good. Pieces, yeah. Bracket this arsehole. Brackets this arsehole. That would be good. Yeah. What would you do for me? I'd have Rosie. It's ready. <laughs> Rosie. Ready. Thanks, I've downloaded it. Yeah, download it. Close it. It's ready. Amelia's currently doing um Your husband. The soundtrack of my husband. Which is the sweetest thing in the world. He's very sweet. He will download anything and sort anything technical out for me. But they also do this weird thing of they'll text <laughs> each other in the same house. Yeah, because like, who's be got room, time to get up and go and to the room? just go, I really want to see this, but I don't know how to do it. And you'll just text him. And then after like 10 minutes, we'll be talking to you and go, Rosie, it's ready. <laughs> Thanks. And then you put it on. Like a technological princess. Yeah. That's what I'd do. You'd like that, I think. I would love that. Rosie, it's ready now. Rosie, it's ready. It's downloaded. Um yeah great so you put that on a park bench for me and i'll put that on a park bench for you somewhere in london thank you no worries i'll sit on it like ronan keaton does would you have sex with ronan keaton no me neither i reckon he's i would sing that song at his face though at his face (laughs) (laughs) how close are you at his face you're sure it's basically just singing about you actually when his girlfriend says fuck off he loves it I love it when you're silent as fuck. Like, yeah. please stop talking. That's what most men think, I think, though. To be the honest. smile on your face. The look in your eye. That you need me. There's a truth in your eyes. Saying you'll never leave me. The touch of a hand. Says you can't know. Another affire. You say it best. Yeah. Didn't you used to watch Top of the Pops when you were younger and just go, This oh. is so shit. No. I, every time I Billy watch Piper. Top of the Pops, what are you Why are you gonna play that sound so loud? Cause I want to. Cause I want to. No. It's brilliant. Oh, I still just think it was the biggest Ozzy pile Osbourne of shit. with Kelly Osbourne biggest doing a song together. Shit. Oh, that's a fucking... Top of the Pops used to bum me the fuck out. Oh, I loved it. You think this is what's most popular? Yes. Kill us all. Kill everyone that's bought this record, you pieces of shit. Oh, God, Oh, no. yeah, you were too cool for that, weren't you? No, it's oh, just... I you. know something that's just fucking dog shit. You like Notting Hill. Exactly. So that's not doesn't say I'm trying to be cool. I know what I like. And Notting Hill's just a good film, Rose. Well, what if I like Top of the Pops? Now you're, you're just, just taking the piss. Like? Oh, because I don't like something you like. When are you going to realise I'm a fucking... It's my rules, okay? I want everyone to be just like me, and if they're not, then I hate them. <sighs> you got any facts, Rose? Okay, let's have a look at facts then. During the birthday dinner scene, Anna Scott is asked how much she made on her last film, and her reply is 15 million. This is the amount she, Julia Roberts, was paid for her role in Notting Hill. Worth it? No. I see friends from university, clever chaps. Uh, been in the business longer than you. They're scraping by on seven, eight thousand a year. Yeah, it's no life. What sort of acting do you do? Films, mainly. Oh, splendid. Oh, well done. How's the pay in movies? Mm. I mean, last film you did, what do you get paid? Fifteen million dollars. 
Right. 15 million. How much was Hugh Grant paid? Probably more than that. No, probably less. Do you reckon? Yeah. Go on, see if Hugh Grant was paid less. How do you find that out? Type in how much is Hugh Grant paid for Notting Hill. <laughs> really <laughs> Fuck easy. Off. How does Google work? Yeah, it was lower. I'll do. How much did she get again? 15? Yeah. He, had, more, he got 12. She was more famous than he was at that time. The house with the blue doll where William lives is real. It once belonged to Notting Hill screenwriter Richard Curtis. Oh. Richard Curtis lived there. I guess that makes sense then. It's cheaper. It's also stupid, isn't it? Put your fucking door on a film that becomes like yeah, a bit. But you had to yeah. move out after that. Bell end. <laughs> yeah, but he probably would have got more for it though, don't you reckon? Like once he sold it, they'd be like, "Oh my god, it's iconic. the house with the blue door." Yeah, someone would have bought that, and no. then not realised. Oh shit! How Japanese m- tourist house? Yeah, the bit where Anna Scott tells off the diners in the restaurant was not in the script. So one of the best bits in the film. She ablived. Yeah. The long shot where William Facker walks through Notting Hill during summer, fall, winter, and spring was actually four different shots. All filmed the same day. Computer technology morphed Hugh Grant seamlessly from one shot to the next. I didn't imagine they actually filmed it in the fucking In the seasons. different, yeah. Oh, well, let's wait for snow to come along. And also, none of them, <laughs> none of them looked it's real. It's not spring yet. When you're walking in spring, you don't walk through <laughs> blossom flowers the whole time. <laughs> it's not fucking Japan. Yeah, people having a great time. Yeah. Smiling with branches. And also... In the cold scene, none of them had sm- like cold air coming out of their mouths. None of them had gloves on. None yeah, of them. they all one seemed person like... had a scarf. I watched it and I went, only one person's got a scarf on. <laughs> well, even Hugh, he was walking around with like a... Blazer. No, yeah. Bullshit. Did no you call gloves. bullshit? No gloves and they're at a market. <laughs> Fucking dream on. Bullshit. Mm. Do you think you'd ever go somewhere say if you was in a country another country and there was a building from a film you liked would you go would you travel to go and see it stand outside what specifically travel no you're already in this place yeah and it's kind of like maybe an hour and a half to go and see it fucking hell no 20 minutes if it if you could walk there in 20 minutes 20 minutes yeah i've done it what have you seen? I went to Astoria where they filmed... Oh, my God. You were there. Hey, you guys. The Goonies. The Goonies, yeah. Fucking yeah. And we went to the Goonies Museum. Oh, yeah. And it was that jail. Yeah. And then there's the house as well, but they blocked it off because so many people went up to the house and obviously people that were living there were like... Fuck's sake. Stop. Stop doing the truffle shuffle. That's fair enough. <laughs> we don't I don't want to know. see I think I'd be quite tolerant. I think I'd just be like, well, these people just are always here. That's part of this house. I don't think it would I don't know, me. like, going up to your door. I no. I wouldn't even really go to see it. I'd go to the museum and stuff, but I don't think I'd be asked to go to the house. So you just go, oh, yeah. That's it, really. Look, it is. It is that. <laughs> they didn't lie to us. That house really is. I've seen that Swear. house on film loads of times, and there it is, <laughs> right in front of me. Would you go to Home Alone's house? No, man. <laughs> Just like no. 
I really wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I really wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I just, I don't see the point. Like, I don't see the point of asking to have a pitch taken with a famous person. What's the point? No, I don't like that. I don't see the point of wanting someone's autograph. No. I don't see the point of taking a picture of a picture in an art gallery. I just, the Mona Lisa. Just any picture, unless it's reference or something that really means something to you. Mm. I really don't see the point. Or filming yourself at a gig. Or filming a gig while you're at the gig. Yeah. Don't understand any of that stuff. So no, I wouldn't go and stand outside someone's house that was in a film and then go, take a picture of me. Take a picture. Or I'm standing next to a phone box. Take a picture. Just don't get it. <laughs> it's a double decker. Yeah, don't get any of that stuff. Let's go to Piccadilly Circus and go to M&M World. Yeah, don't get it. Okay, let's. Do you want to do mailbag? Have we talked about the film? Yeah. Why would you get the film out of ten? Oh yeah. So it got seven point. I think it got seven point eight on IMDb. Seven point one. But that's more than the full sliding doors. Oof. <laughs> I no, actually I, genuinely enjoy this film. I think I enjoyed it more watching it, trying to understand it. Yeah. Rather than have it on in the background and be like, who would you pick to be the female lead if you could have picked someone else? I was about to say Meryl Streep. Sort of steam in my mind. Sorry. It's alright. I don't uh, think I'd pick her anyway. No, I, she doesn't really make much sense to be picked for this movie though. Um, who was big in the nineties? Cameron Diaz. But yeah. Drew Barrymore. Lucy Liu. <laughs> You're thinking of Charlie's Angels, oh, aren't you? Yeah, just a Drew yeah. Barrymore as well. Really? Gwyneth Paltrow. Fuck, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Jennifer Aniston would have been good in this. Yeah, she w- Actually, she's not... Um, she plays nice people, though, you know what I mean? I no. think this... Yeah. No, because she also... She's like America's sweetheart. No, because she also liked The Good Girl and stuff. Have you ever seen The Good Girl? No. She works as like a beauty counter assistant in this supermarket in the middle of nowhere in America and she's just kind of like just her life's a bit shit oh I think I've seen some of that actually it's, it's great really good, and then she it? has an affair yeah. with Jake Gyllenhaal who's weird he pretends he's the character from Catcher in the Rye oh I want to see that again it's a great film but she's not like yeah no she would be she's a really good actress Jennifer Anderson alright let's go with her then she's a really good actress I really like her yeah did you like how the movie ended? With her pregnant on a bench. Was she pregnant? Yes. Was she pregnant? Yes. I didn't see. Well, that's why she's laying down with her hand on her stomach and there's a bump there with her head on his, uh, on his lap reading a book. That's why there's loads of kids running around. around. Uh, no, I think... I think my problem with films like this, although I do enjoy them is it really instills something that isn't healthy, I don't think. Like, everyone should have to want to meet someone, want to get married, want to have children. This is what you have to do, and this is what means of love and togetherness. And it's very rarely just two people. Like, I'm watching this the TV series Ricky Gervais wrote on Netflix, Afterlife, that you said. Yeah. They're... And it's like, he doesn't have children in that. And it's just like, not a big deal. Mm. And it's kind of like, that form of relationship, the relationship he has, 
which is very much based on friendship and, and closeness and stuff like that. Yeah. That's never really represented. It always has to be you have to fit into this ideal. Yeah. And that's what makes you happy. This is and it's like you're told that so much that you either bully someone you're in a relationship with to do that and it doesn't particularly work out, or you do it for the wrong reasons that maybe you don't want to or you feel like you have to. And it's never really anyone that's in a film that's single ever now that I'm newly single whenever I see them they're always unhappy everyone that's single in films and TV is always unhappy always wanting a relationship or weird and alone it never is someone's just alright with it quite content quite happy quite well adjusted enjoys their life it's not really a thing they're always unhappy mm. and it's kind of like all of these things that we're just told and drip fed all the time makes people believe certain things about the way that we should live our lives and that's the problem i have with films like this it's kind of it pisses me off yeah because there's loads of ways to be happy i think it's just an easy way to end a film do you know what i mean like happy ever after she's pregnant the end yeah but if they then fast forwarded it like 12 years later would they still be happy like that or just would it change into something else and would that something else would that be better than if they just stayed as partners with no children yeah it's kind of like if any in any film if it's partners with no children they always would have wanted a child not been able to have a child it will always and if and if they do choose it it's because they're kind of like liberal artists or one of them's weird. It's never just like a healthy decision. Well, I never realised she was pregnant. Like, I just thought she was laying down on a park bench because that's something she loved to do with him and he loved to do that, just sitting on a be- on a bench in, like, a normalised situation. And then after that, there's a snapshot of them going to, like, a film review... And he's, like, pushed out in, you know, the kind of celebrity world. And and that's more her world, and he's adapting to that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, a note on how they're both adapting to each other's worlds. I didn't realise it was, like, and now she's pregnant and everything's okay. The end. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just a, a comment on that, really. Yeah, that would have been nicer. But no, it was. She had to be pregnant. Of course she did. Mm. I just find that stuff irritating. And he would have kicked his housemate out, I guess, wouldn't he? Yeah. But he got married, didn't he? To, to his, his sister. sister. Yeah. So that was another happy ending. Yeah, I don't know. I do like these films, but they do instill something that, that is is fundamentally wrong. Mm. It's just one way of thinking about happiness. Happiness has to be this. How many people do you know that are married with children that are genuinely really happy when actual the actual reality of what it is which is it's hard and because that's never really portrayed then people feel like they're shit parents because they find it hard or they struggle or it's not what they thought it would be it's just I don't know like it's just I suppose it's not supposed to be life because it's not a documentary and it's not supposed to represent it it's supposed to be something that it's almost like you hope and believe that is something that would make you happy yeah you think oh I hope that's what makes me happy 
but it's kind of it's semi-dangerous because it's the only one it's only it's the only version that's projected of happiness really well it's like instagram isn't it social media there's one projection yeah. coming from that one sole person um showing how of a great life they're having really when you actually know them it's far from it they're just yeah. portraying these pictures oh it's just it's all right their life's all right but it's not yeah. as uh, epic as they make out yeah yeah but i do like this film so i'd give it like a like a seven out of ten i'd give it a five out of ten yeah i just i really disliked her character and she made me feel uncomfortable and i was kind of happy when he wasn't with her like just it was i just felt so bad for him like going to sue in hampstead heath and getting me all excited and then overhearing the shit that she was saying like oh i don't know why he's here it's a bit uncomfortable really isn't it yeah that's horrible like fucking hell how brutal is that yeah that's really horrible and then her like coming up to him and going what does she say I'm just a girl standing I'm just a girl st- yeah, standing, standing in front, in front of a boy, boy asking him to love yeah. her. The fame thing isn't really real, you know. And don't forget, I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Well, no, you can't really say that because... You've done loads of stuff that's fucked up. Yeah, and now you're basically like... I've realised... Yeah, oh, I've realised now. And he's like, oh, no, you fucking dick. The fact she gives him an original Chagall painting as well. Mm. That'd be worth fucking millions, that would be. He doesn't really need it. Oh, actually, he does. It's a travel bookshop. Yeah. Did he keep that in the end? The bookshop? Yeah. I think so. Uh, should we do mailbag? Yeah. You've got mail bag. We have actual mail. Have we actually? Yeah, we do actually have mail. Fucking hell. We've got a tweet. There you go. Okay, so for your reference podcast, tweeted us, and uh, they said, I wouldn't dare utter recasting beloved Julia Roberts, but if you could recast Hugh Grant, who would it be or would you leave as is? So they wouldn't recast Julia Roberts? No, they wouldn't. They're dicks, and I don't want to answer their question. <laughs> You can't say that. But they are. She's like the worst thing in this fine film. But she's beloved. Well, maybe they're Her American. Lips make me feel sick, but whatever. Okay. Her lips. Yeah, they're just very long and stretched out. She doesn't really have the cupid's bow. No, she didn't. Um, who would I do instead of Hugh Grant? With her opposite, though. Yeah, so it's got to be someone British. Okay. Oh, Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Alan Rickman. He's just good in everything. Yeah. And he's sexy as shit as well. Oh, Kevin Costner trying to do a British accent. Oh, that is <laughs> quite a good call, Rose. God, that would be a good call. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, that would. He wouldn't be able to do a British accent, though. I don't give a he shit. Tried for he tried Robert He can do Hood. whatever he wants. <laughs> I love Kevin Costner. That would be... That's a good shout. That Everything phrase. I do, I do it for mm. you. You could remix that with Running Kittens. You say it best <laughs> when you say nothing at all. Yeah, Kevin Costner, I think, wins. Yeah. That's a movie I'd love to watch, to be fair. Anything with Kevin Costner. 
Yeah. Apart from Waterworld, I would watch. I even like Waterworld. It's so long. I know, and but I just it's like <laughs> it's mammoth. It makes you feel slightly ill towards the end because it's been on for so long. And there's so much water. So much. But I just I don't know, it's just he just I just really love him. But you don't like Robin Hood? I do, I've just seen it too way too many times. Even for me. And I know I can be slightly special needs. Like the amount of time I've seen Rosemary's Baby is just like a disgrace. About Postman, have you seen Postman? Yeah, that's pretty long. Dances with Wolves, that's Oh, so good though. Brilliant. But it's like a Sunday. (laughs) You need someone to cook your food and you lay down, Ruby Spooning and watching that. And then grazing on food. And then I'll fall asleep at one point, you'll elbow me really sharply, and I'll be like, fuck off, Rose. Still on. Yeah. Uh, Fuck off. I've got another question. Is that true? Uh, No, it's not true. So, you know, like, he had to pretend he was with Horse and Hound um, so he could interview his girlfriend. Yep. Who would you say you were from like which like newspaper or magazine would you say you're you're with Ooh. um readers readers wives readers wives yeah what's that one is that with the posh women no the pearl necklaces oh no it's women that are fine with it and that's good all good for them <laughs> their husband sends in pictures of their wives naked and none of them should ever be seen naked what this is an actual magazine yeah readers wives like none of them you would just be like why have you sent that in like and it's just a a magazine full of other people's wives yeah the the wives know they're in it and the husbands have sent in readers wives that's really bizarre but they're all just really like gene pools like not great so it's just like oh mate do they get off on that yeah big time like amateur porn isn't it and also, it's kind of like, look, my wife's in a fucking magazine. A bloke's <laughs> going to wank off over it. How sexy is my wife? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the wife's going, look, I'm in a fucking magazine. <laughs> Guy's going to wank off to it. I don't think you'd ever be able to enter to get an interview with her. Well, that's who I work for, you... so fine, I don't get in, I don't get in. <laughs> but I'm with readers' wives. I'm not going to betray who I work for, especially not a fine magazine like that. <laughs> fucking the best. <laughs> I wonder if it still exists. The best. Maybe. I can't see it still existing in the world of internet. I know, it's sad though, because it really was something quite special about it. Just like warts and all. Kind of like, oof, bruises. <laughs> oh dear. Growlers. <laughs> the best. It's sort of refreshing about that though. <laughs> Imagine finding your mum in there. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> I would love that so... I would have that massive and framed if I, my mum was in that. I would love it. She would she would disown she would me die. because I would love it so much. She once, on a, in a hotel, she took, she took a picture of the hotel room. Yeah. She was with, her step, with my stepdad. And she didn't realise, right? She was showing... This is the best, right? She showed me and Gary. I need to ring and check if he was there, but I'm sure he was. He showed me and Gary the pictures of their fucking holiday, like actual pictures. Yeah. Physical ones. And like pictures of this is the hotel room. Who gives a fuck? I said, looking through it. And I looked through it and I went to her. 
you're naked and she's like what and I was like the flash has gone off lit up the mirror and you've taken this picture of bollock naked <laughs> she snatched that picture from me so quick you can imagine how badly I tried to keep it oh. oh I was crying I couldn't breathe I was like you're completely <laughs> naked and I was like the people in the boots are going to know what you look like naked <laughs> Oh God! I can see it now. Oh, it was the best. I wonder if she'll still have that. No, she ripped it into a thousand pieces. Oh, oh God! I'd have that massive. Is that what's that? It's my mum. <laughs> Bollock naked. Who would you work for? Um, who would I work for? Who would I work for? The only thing I can think of is the Beano. Oh. I do like I do the illustrations the Beano yeah that would be nice and they want a celebrity guest in yeah yeah like the Simpsons do yeah and it's Judy Roberts <laughs> you have to draw her yeah with her big fucking lips dead lips long lips dead long lips right I got um <clears throat> a letter did you this week yeah Great. It was weird though because it was delivered to my old address and then my old neighbour came down to the shop and gave it to me. It was handwritten. Aww. With that gold edged um, paper. Yeah. It's beautiful. Parchment. Very nice parchment. And. Fountain um, pen. <laughs> Fucking. Fountain pen. pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's parchment. Fountain pen. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how much description you were giving. Fountain pen. Gold edge. Start giving yourself Sorry, some time to think. I don't think. need time to think because I'm reading it from the paper. Oh yeah, I can see it. You can hear Black it ink. too as well. Oh yeah, that's not hands rubbing together. <laughs> no, that's not. That's paper for sure. And it said, <laughs> in this film, mm-hmm. I feel for me personally, mm-hmm. if one of the characters died. Yeah. It would make the film move in a brighter direction for me. <laughs> yeah. Which character would you choose to die in? I couldn't. I know what you're gonna pick because you said the word brighter. No, I'm just saying for you, brighter. Oh, for me. Well, it's got to be Julia Roberts, isn't it? How would she die, Rose? Oh, well, not in childbirth. She'd be no, no. <laughs> I tell you how she dies. That would be the best in childbirth. I tell her she dies. A big red bus hits her. And on the big red bus is an advertisement. Yeah, for her own film. That would be good. Yeah. Um, And she lives for a bit, right? Until they move the bus back and then she dies. (laughs) She's in bail on the bus. Yeah. And it's holding her together. together. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I was going to say... Everyone has to come down, even the girl in the wheelchair. (laughs) They drag her across to say goodbyes. Stuff like that. She gets her agent on the phone. <laughs> that Listen, guys, I thought of a great it's appearance a second. No, no, no. I was going to say. No, I was going to say. She lives for a bit, right? So they take her to hospital, but they've got to, um, like, completely construct her face. Um, you know, give her a, a new, a brand new face. The thing is, her lips are totally fucked, so they've got to sew her mouth together. And then Rona King, Rona King comes over and goes, "You shave, brush." 
Will you say nothing Just a single tear goes down my yeah. face. <laughs> but it works out for you because really she's just giving like yes and no answers. Yeah, that would be perfect. Who would I pick? You know, the girl that's in the wheelchair, the woman that's in the wheelchair. You'd kill her. No. Her husband. She's yeah. had it bad enough, right? Her husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her bastard of a husband. No, that her keeps. Lo- her lovely he's lovely yeah he keeps he carries her around everywhere yeah. how brilliant would that be he's just lovely he gets a really awful form of cancer and is dying and she's slowly wasting away as the film goes on oh so God. he starts off and, like, and she can't do anything <clears throat> no she can't help him <laughs> and she knows that he's going to die and she's going to be stuck without the man she loves in a wheelchair and just as the film goes on he just gets thinner and thinner <laughs> he's just not there she's weeping in her chair that's what I would go for (laughs) oh my god I feel that would make the film better and that's how it would end yeah yeah just her weeping in the chair (laughs) Julia Roberts just wheel her out into the garden (laughs) yes yeah 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 See? <laughs> yeah, she would say it's tea as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, should we end it yeah. on that high note? Thanks for listening. But oh, thanks. Ain't no sunshine Bye. when she's gone. Bye. Bye. But she's always gone Bye. too long. Wonder if she's going to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime 